0: We start today's 4 o'clock reset with news that we'll probably get some clarification on tomorrow when the final injury report comes out. But today's injury report came out for the Cardinals in advance of their Sunday game against the Carolina Panthers, and it's long. Buda Baker, Chase Edmonds, Max Garcia, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore, Kyler Murray, Jordan Phillips, Justin Pugh, Jonathan Ward, James Wiggins, all did not practice today for the Cardinals. Lots of guys. If you get any further, I'll have to start talking. If you add a few more players, we'd be better off talking about the players who did practice right. rather than the players who didn't practice. Just Yeah, now the specifically, Buddha's listed with a knee. Of course, Chase, we know he's not going to play with the high ankle sprain. Right. Max Garcia with the Achilles that we knew about. Hopkins still with the hamstring. Rondell Moore with a concussion. Now, keep in mind, yesterday, Buda Baker... One of the reasons was listed was a concussion for him. Now it's just his knee. Uh, Pugh, the calf we knew about, Jordan Phillips with a groin injury, and, of course, Kyler with the ankle. And yesterday, Kyler said he's feeling really good, and he's made crazy progress on it in the last couple of days. Looks like he'll play. Feels good about it. Like, feel good that he'll play. Seemed to feel like he felt pretty good about whether he was going to play. Yeah, I mean, you've got that extra time. I mean, you know, because it was the Thursday game against Green Bay, you had those extra days, and look we're just a couple of weeks away now after this week from getting to that all important bye week in which they could you know they'll get a lot of guys they'll be when they come back from the bye week, you won't have an injury list like that you would hope you not. will not have an injury list like that Carolina Panthers, of course, are dealing with their own injuries. Sam Darnold is out p j Walker set to start a quarterback this week. What did they do? They went out and signed their all time passing leader and number three on their all time rushing list by the way. Cam Newton, 2015 NFL MVP, and Matt Rule said this isn't just uh, to go get a guy. He's here to compete. He's here to
1: compete to play. I don't bring anyone here not to play. And it's going to take all the guys on the team. So It's going to take everybody. So, um, yeah, nothing more than that. I just, you know, I just... I want to get him here I'm going to go step
0: by step now matt rule did say pj walker is still a starter for the cardinals against the cardinals yeah, on sunday They
1: prepared him all week so far
0: but he wouldn't rule out cam playing at least being available to play or playing in that game sunday against the Yeah Cards. that 2015 season was magical he had 45 touchdowns overall 35 passing another 10 rushing he was the mvp like you mentioned they went 15 and 1 they went to the super bowl he was i mean at that point in that in those years man he was just bigger than everybody he was faster than everybody he was a fantastic quarterback and we'll see if he can you know bring some of that magic back now that he's back in carolina also more from the panthers brian burns no relation one of their defensive ends was limited at practice today he was upgraded from a dnp yesterday uh the reason he was hurt was because of a tackle that patriots quarterback mac jones made where he ended up twisting his ankle the panthers and burns in particular think it's a dirty play so, Burns yesterday had a message for the rest of the league, in particular defensive ends around the league. I wish all my fellow uh, DN brothers happy hunting. That's all. Happy hunting? Happy hunting. Yeah. Go get them. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm shocked, no relation. I mean, the extremely athletic, talented NFL player and in, in you. I'm surprised. There's just no correlation. There's no relation there between the two of you with all the similarities. Just in case there was some confusion out there yeah, in the just marketplace, in I wanted to clear. Yeah, because I mean, when you Brian Burns of, and I are not related. You think of Brian Burns and his athletic prowess. I mean, you immediately just yeah, forget. You
2: don't lot. meet a lot of Burnses out yeah. there. I, I, I
0: mean, I know I do. I I immediately think you might not, but I I do a lot of Burnses. No, that I, I immediately think of the athletic prowess. That's what you I, think I, of, oh, the athletic prowess. I, I okay, I think more of the pest control guy.
2: I'm doing box jumps. That's what <laughs> I think of,
0: I think you're more in line with the guy, that's the, the pest control guy, His, than the athletic made, prowess whose guy. His name is also Dave Burns. That's, that's right. kind of funny. And uh, one baseball note: Joaquin Soria, Diamondbacks reliever for about half of last season. Officially announced his retirement from Major League Baseball today. Oh, yeah. Too bad he couldn't retire before he signed with the Diamondbacks. Well, the Diamondbacks haven't had the best of luck finding relievers the last no. couple of years. Yeah, so we'll get see better. if they can get better at that. But our top story of the day today on the Burns and Gambo show, OBJ going to L.A. It's a one-year deal, and I think there'll be a lot of incentives in there. I don't think it's going to be a high-paying deal. I think it'll be closer to the minimum type of deal field as we await the full details Of the contract, but that seemed to be mostly the range that many of the teams were in. There were a couple of
1: teams that were willing to offer more than that and go outside that range, but I think on the teams that Odell Beckham Jr. was focused on, uh, this is essentially where the deal is going to be with a lot of incentives.
0: I'll give the Rams credit for this, and I'm stealing this line from Jim Trotter. When they go for it, They go for it. Oh, yeah. When they're all in, they are all the way in with the L.A. Rams. Just traded for Von Miller. Could make his debut Monday night against San Francisco. Boy, that game. We were just talking about this off air, me and you. You know, I don't really get into a lot of the Monday night football games. You know, I'm burnt out over the weekend, man, with with ASU and the Suns and the Cardinals. Monday night football is not a destination watch for me unless it's a good game. This this Monday's game, I'm watching that game. Oh, yeah. I'm watching that game. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a big-time game. I mean, the the Rams and the 49ers and, um, you know, Von Miller could be debuting and, you know, Dell Beckham Jr. Like, I'm I'm very interested in the Monday night game probably for the first time this year that I'm very interested in the game. I, I'd have to go back and look. I think there was another Monday night game where, for me, it was appointment viewing where I, I knew I wanted to watch it. I had to watch it. I agree with you. Like, a lot of time, I get to Monday night – and I'm very happy to just kind of have it on in the background and kind of half-watch it, you know, because it, it is just a lot of football that we watch over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's nice Lions, to get a little bit of a break. Lions-Packers was one of the games, Cowboys-Eagles, Raiders-Chargers, Colts-Ravens, Bills-Titans. Okay, that one I watched. Yeah, Saints-Seahawks. The Titans game, or not, not the Titans game, the Raiders-Chargers one. That ended up being a crazy game, if I remember right. Chiefs, that was a Giants, game. Bears, Steelers. I mean, did you watch that Bears Steelers game? No, this? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch I didn't. that one. No, but Rams Forty Nine ers. yeah, count, count me in. Give me a seat on the couch. It's been interesting to see the reaction to OBJ today. The news came down right as we were coming on the air, and initially the reaction was, "Oh my God, LA is just so loaded. They're so stacked. Look at all the star power they've got. Look at, I mean, just the the all these different names that they can throw at you." And then, and I'm, I'm basing a lot of this off of social media, I'll, I'll, admittedly, but some of the NFL writers, some of the guys at profootballtalk.com, some others, Jim Trotter is another one from NFL.com who's saying, you know, I just don't know if OBJ's a fit in Los Angeles because he's a guy who, I mean, clearly, after the failed experience in Cleveland, wants the ball, expects the ball, demands the ball. But it's not like he's going to show up and become the favorite target over Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's having a hell of a year. No, but you also got Robert Woods, who's a good player. Van you Jefferson, got Van, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby, you, you tight end. Yeah, you had Deshaun Jackson, and he left. Why did he leave? He didn't get enough touches. He didn't get enough touches. So you're going to, you know, now he's on the Raiders. And somebody brought that up. Somebody pointed that out. That that it's you had a receiver who was there who left because he wasn't getting enough touches. Are you sure you're going to be able to carve out enough? For OBJ to make him happy, and if you don't, then what happens then? How upset does he become about that? How, how there's a real possibility that this could blow up in the Rams' face? You know, I mean, I don't think it's likely, but I acknowledge it's a possibility that he might not get his touches the way he thinks he's going to, and it blows up in their face. How much of that signing do you think had to do with losing to the Titans the way they did? Like if they had won that game, and they had won, like they played the Cardinals. They after the Cardinals, they they played the I'll Seahawks, the Giants, the Lions. That they had won four games in a row. If they yep. had, if they had won the Titan game, five wins in a row since the Cardinal games, would they have felt like they needed to do anything? I'll buy that that had something to do with it because they were humiliated by Tennessee. Humiliated. Right? Their offense was humiliated by Tennessee. And, but no, and, Derrick Henry. And, and, and I, I've read this a couple times from people in L.A. There seems to be this really real feeling like Stan Kroenke the owner is like no seriously the Super Bowl is in our building this year we are going to be in it. You have to get a feeling like he's almost competing with the Lakers too for the big names Sh- and the stars. Sure. Sure. It's LA, right? Whoever has the most stars win. I mean that, and even if they don't win, that always seems to York, be the it goal. it was very much like that. The Yankees would go do something and you know the, the football teams and the everybody everybody felt like this need to to do something as well. Yeah. You know, to try to Star power, star to, power, yeah, outstar yeah, you, the you, other team. Sure. I'm gonna when you got yeah. all those you know, all those sports in one town, you feel like a need, like, hey, we gotta stay on top. Yeah. I wouldn't make a bet that it fails, but I wouldn't be surprised if it fails. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just uh, He'll be rejuvenated. Just a new lease on life. It didn't work in Cleveland. He was was a dynamic player, one of the best players in the NFL when he was with the Giants at LSU. He was great, but he hasn't done anything in Cleveland. That was a long, not a long time ago, but that was a while ago when he was an elite receiver in this league. That was a while ago. Go look at his numbers the last four or five years. Nothing special. Nothing special. Turn it around. How would you feel if it was the Cardinals just signed a minimum contract? He's coming in as a... A depth guy, and he's going to compete for a startup. could be with for, you. for a job. I'm being 100% honest with yeah. you. I'd be nervous that he'd come in and screw up what they've done. I really would. That would probably be my th- first thought, too. You got not... great chemistry. Yep. Uh, cremistry. What's cremistry? <laughs> you got great chemistry, not cremistry. It's, got great chemistry. It's, it's, it's the chemistry that you conduct on, like, cream, you know, to yes. see if you can come up with different. Cream fillings for donuts mm-hmm. or cream pies or things. It's it's cremistry. creme like creme brulee or, or cremistry, yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 a lot it takes of bakers chemistry to make yeah. a good creme brulee. A, a, a lot of bakers work on their cremistry brustry, you know, yes. to make sure they get the donut get the right, mix, just right tomato, the, yeah, exactly, exactly. Ah. It's, it's very simple. I uh, always well, we just say, do you understand what I mean? Do you understand what I mean <laughs> with cremistry? You know, my my wife, what my wife does, she understands what I mean, but she still comes at me with it. Eh, I'm like well. oh
3: be honest Wipes. with you
0: might be a trick she kind of learned on the show we kind of do the same oh, thing man we we know what you're saying we just like giving you grief about it when we come back on the burns and gambo show the other big nfl news of the day happened to the team that is playing the cardinals this weekend cam newton is back on the panthers will he have an immediate impact we'll talk about that next on the burns and gambo show a so
1: lot for coming to school
0: today no problem nate I promise to exercise and eat right.
3: Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right?
0: And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. And play in the NFL. Yes, sir. And be drafted number one. Maybe. And become the starting quarterback of the Panthers.
3: <laughs> okay. You
0: can be my backup. Excuse me. And make Panthers fans forget about you. What? And become your mom's favorite player.
3: Whoa.
0: I'm just loosening my arm. <laughs> man that is such a great commercial it's one of the best commercials out there i can become your mom's favorite player whoa just out of curiosity uh, Uh. eric since i know you went looking Mm. for that what uh, give me a year does it have a year on the can we guess sure i'm gonna guess 2014 he was the mvp in 15 i'm gonna guess 2014 13 what do we got
2: so the YouTube video was eight years ago, uh, but I, I don't know if that's when the actual commercial came out. But like eight years ago, two thousand thirteen. Okay, two thousand thirteen. Was okay. it
0: Place Three? Place sixty? What was it called? Yeah, it oh, was yeah, Play 60. sixty. Yeah, Play sixty that, commercial. That, that was the. That was the. So uh, how old's that kid now? That uh, kid was probably. Seven I'm looking in at the commercial. some old
2: tweets, and everybody's making the joke that he grew up and became Mac Jones. <laughs> 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 that's funny.
0: Uh, that kid would probably be—he was probably seven Ooh, I'm in that At, video. at so November twenty-second, two thousand twelve. Okay, is what I'm looking at right here. Two thousand twelve, two thousand. His hair doesn't
2: look long enough when he was his MVP season.
0: So, so that's so that so it's seven eight years ago, like nine years nine years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. If that kid was still, so the kid that kid's in high school right now. Why are we playing the Cam Newton uh, commercial? Because Cam Newton is a member of the Carolina Panthers just in time for the Cardinals game this week. Now, Matt Rule, the coach of the Panthers, was asked, as you would expect, what are the quarterback roles this week now that Cam is back on the payroll? DJ's
1: job right now is to be the starting quarterback uh, this week and, and work to, to play our best game against the Arizona Cardinals. Matt Barkley's job is to be the backup and, and help us with that. And uh, Cam needs to get here and he needs to... Uh, uh, learn the offense, get settled in, learn our ver- verbiage, and we need to see where he's at physically.
0: Okay, later on he wouldn't rule out Cam You know, not playing. He wouldn't say that it's an impossibility, but you heard him define it. P.J. Walker is our starter. Matt Barkley is our backup. But I, I Cam, look, he's the all-time franchise leader in passing yards. Uh-huh. He's number three in franchise history in rushing yards. He's beloved in Carolina. One of the great players in their history. No question uh-huh. about it. Yep. MVP of the NFL in two thousand fifteen. Beat the Cardinals that year in the NFC Championship game. Um there, there's a there's a, a special history when you think about it with Cam Newton against the Arizona Cardinals, in that he made his NFL debut against the Cardinals. I think threw for like four hundred and twenty-two yards in that game, beat him in the NFC Championship game in two thousand fifteen. I don't think we're going to see him much, if at all, this Sunday. But, no. I, but you know what they're getting him ready for? The Was- next, the, the next three games. Yeah. Look at their next three games after they play the Cardinals: Washington, Miami, Atlanta. Winnable, Winnable, Winnable. Right. Winnable. Those winnable, three winnable. games, like you've got it, you want to make sure you've got a quarterback that could win you those games. Yep. So. I, listen, you know. Can he relive that past glory and bring it back? We we've talked about this. I mentioned four players to you, four players, one for each team that I just remember. That you know, and it's not like somebody mentioned Steve Nash. I'm talking about a guy who had greatness, then left, then came back. Steve Nash didn't have greatness the first time he was with the Suns. Okay, Dan Marley did. Mm-hmm. Dan Marley was great, then he left, and he was great, and then he came back at the end. And he, and, uh, you know, he didn't have much left, and he had to play for Scott Skiles, and that ruined everything for him. Um, <laughs> Randy Johnson. Man, he was great when he was here, and he left when he came back. He wasn't great anymore. You know, he just wasn't. Jeremy Roenick was great when he was here. When he came back, he wasn't great anymore. Sorry, JR. Um, Carlos Dansby what? was great wait, when wait. he left. Hold on. Hold yeah. on. JR gets an apology, but Dan and Randy don't? I mean, come on, man. man. G- Dan G- Dan's a regular listener of the show. You, you're not going to apologize I Dan. to Dan? I, I, I love Dan. I said he had to play for Scott Skiles, so I got kind of, you know, that puts a... You know, Randy, I, I, you know, really? You don't want to apologize? We're boys now, me and Randy. That's what You should probably apologize to him, too, if you're going to apologize to JR. Very friendly now, me and Randy, who was believe the, it or not. Who was the fourth? Uh, I was going to say Dansby. Yeah. He came back three times. He came like, back three times. He came it's back like, three yeah. times. There's probably more examples of guys that I'm came sure back. There are. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Ronick gets a special one just because we played on the same team together for a few years in hockey. <laughs> we, he played on my team. Not the Coyotes, but some no, like, I, my, junior, junior league sort of. He played on my team. Beer, rec, league sort of. Most goals I ever thing. scored in a game was because of him. He was yeah, like, I'm, I'm just going to sure feed just I put don't you, doubt you, it. Go in front of the net and put your stick down, and I'm going to hit your stick, and it's going to go in. And I, That's what happened. Here's more Matt Rule today. Look, I just called him on Monday night to see if he was interested, and there were Obviously, no hard feelings after we
1: you know talked and deliberated uh, I uh, went to my office got on the phone and I called uh, cam on Monday night um, asked him if he'd have any interest in coming back to the Carolina Panthers uh, He emphatically said yes, so he and I had a good conversation uh, we decided to let uh, his representatives and Scott and our people here uh start to you know work out a deal
0: look to your point about coming back i I, I don't I don't know ultimately what difference he's going to make with the Carolina Panthers, though I think you're right. The next three games after this one are going to be key for them. Can you imagine, though, if you're in Charlotte right now, you're a Carolina Panther fan, how excited you've got to be that the all-time best quarterback in the history of the franchise is coming back to try to save your butt and get you into the playoffs? Is there any player in any of the sports right now that you would love to see come back? Don't say Fitz because he didn't play with somebody else. 'Cause everybody's all, oh, fits, fits, fits. Is there any player out there like I'll be honest with you, I, I don't know if I want Fitz to come back. I just, I know. I know, kidding. but a lot of people love Fitz. I, I, I say that through gritted teeth because I know that's not gonna be a real popular take, but I don't know if I want Fitz to come back, to be honest with you. Um oh boy Any great players anywhere? Any great I can't think of anybody any off any? okay. the top of my head right now. Okay. I can't <laughs> hey, if Max Scherzer wants to come walking through that door, come on in, big fellow. Okay, fella. <laughs> come you on go. back, Max. You know, be our Cam Newton. Come on back. Let's put some interest back in that Diamondbacks team. Come on back, Max. Be our pitcher. Dansby Swanson. Uh, now, but those guys didn't establish themselves here the way Cam did in Carolina. So right. Too, right. They weren't great when makes they it were more, here. That's what, it's, what makes it's, it more it's, difficult. It's kind of, you kind of thread the needle with that question. It's hard to think of somebody off Justin the top Upton. Of my head. Uh, eh, I wouldn't be interested in okay. Justin Upton coming back. Would you? I wouldn't. No, probably I, not. I wouldn't be that excited. Not like I'd be excited if I were a Panthers fan. Because and here's what there is to get excited about. To your point, and the next three games, I'm looking at if the season ended today, the playoff race in the NFC, the Carolina Panthers are a half game back of the final spot. That's why you bring them back because you, in the NFC, you're bunched up. With the Falcons, the Vikings, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Giants, if you want to include them, the Bears, all of those teams are all within a couple games of what is the last playoff spot in the NFC. Look at the schedule after those three games that I said, Washington and Miami and Atlanta. They got to play Buffalo, New Orleans, and Tampa twice. Yeah. Yeah. So the end. So the next three games are very winnable, but the, but that's why you bring him in now. You know, get your feet wet, win those, sure. try to win those games, and then you go into the tougher part of the schedule. And if he's right, you might think you have yourself. Who knows? Maybe they catch lightning in a bottle. Maybe, maybe. They I might, listen. I I like Cam. I like Cam. I might even root for Cam. FanDuel not this week, but, but after yeah, this week. After, this week. after this week. Again, we don't know how much he's going to play. He might play a little. We'll see. FanDuel Fest, Ooh, the Paul, biggest. Paul Goldschmidt. Somebody just said. Oh, Oh, Paul Goldschmidt. How would, like, if Paul Goldschmidt came back? Come on back, Goldie. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good uh, one. Paul Goldschmidt. I feel like we're on on Family Feud. Good answer. Good answer. Mm. Good answer. Survey said. (laughs) (laughs) Fanduel Fest, the biggest party in sports, heads to Westworld of Scottsdale December 11th. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and to claim your free tickets. This is an open invitation to all players on the Phoenix Suns roster. Come on the Burns and Gambo Show, just like Frank Kaminsky did. Mm. And you might turn around your season. We did just, it for him. Just like Frank Kaminsky did. We'll take the credit next on the Burns and Gambo Show. All right, we've added a second Twitter poll question to the uh, mix today, so let's turn it back over to Mitch. She can get us an update on both of our questions here on the Burns and Gambo Show in Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. First question has to do with Hassan Reddick, the former Cardinal, who will be, uh, of course, playing the cards this weekend at State Farm Stadium. It's reunion week, baby. It, it sure is. And uh, as Gambo said earlier, this is not like some question we just kind of plucked out of thin air there at least is a possibility. Sure, I would not rule it out. I mean, he's going to be a free agent. I would absolutely not rule it out. So uh, with that in mind, the question that we're asking is a this or that kind of question when it comes to two players.
2: Pretty much. We're looking at the Cardinals next season based off of Cardinals and a former Cardinal this season. Who would you rather have at pass rusher next year, Hassan Reddick or Chandler Jones? We're both on record saying Hassan Reddick. Two hours ago when we introduced this question, it was heavy, heavy,
0: heavy in favor of Chandler Jones. Oh, yeah. How's that flipped?
2: Not much. If anything, Chandler Jones's popularity has decreased a hair, but it's a very short hair. 70.9% say they'd rather have Chandler Jones over Hassan Reddick. Which leaves twenty nine point one percent for Reddick.
0: Given the age difference, I'm mm. genuinely surprised. by Me that. too. I'm a twenty seven year old pass rusher who's just coming into his prime and really dominating over a thirty two year old guy who, you know, is you know clearly hitting the decline. I mean, I, you know, over the, if you if you sign a guy if you sign each of those guys for the next three years, who's going to have more sacks, Reddick? He was. Uh... Yeah, you would assume. I would assume over the next three years, Reddick would have more sacks. I do wonder how much of it has to do, too, with kind of the recency bias of people voting for Chandler because Chandler just became the franchise's all-time leader in sacks, and it literally just happened, right? And and he he handled that really, really well with the Freddie Joe Nunn shirt. I, I wonder if his popularity kind of spiked back up again because of that. All right, so that continues to be poll question number one. Number two... Uh, with Eno Benjamin getting the Kyle Brandt scepter from the good angry morning football scepter. angry the, run the scepter. angry run scepter yeah Gambo came up with a question would you mm-hmm. rather be posterized in the NBA or trucked over the way Eno trucked over we basically got yeah. two
2: would you rather questions today pretty much yeah but this one's fun what's what's the uh, results on this one so it's also very favored in one direction and that direction is posterized in the nba 74.6 percent 25.4 percent say trucked in the nfl and i just wanted to point out at c Strabel, who shares my uh feelings on this matter at least i'm on the poster (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're on the post. Oh, the poster. man, that's the thing that lives forever. You get posterized that lives forever. Like, yeah. you you go over to a friend's house, and he's got a poster of I don't. this picture that's in here is some Cleveland Cavalier dunking on some member of the Heat. You walk up and say, hey, that's me. Yeah. I'm the one getting dunked on in this photo.
0: Yeah, and maybe down the road you'll get, you'll, you know, if the guy's famous that dunked on you, you'll be asked to, you know, Kind of like when Bill, Bill Buckner made a lot of money signing after the ball went through his legs. <laughs> right. You know, maybe you he could help, you know, get some money signing. He that did damn profit thing. off of that. Those are both of the poll questions. You can find them both on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page, at Burns Gambo. One word there. Chris Paul over on the right side. Huh? Gets it out to Kaminsky. Three pointer. Shazam!
3: To Frank Kaminsky show tonight.
0: Yeah, sure was, uh, Tim Kempton. A 31 point performance from Frank Kaminsky, a career high for him. Actually, the second most points he scored in any game that he's played in in the NBA or college, the only other one where he scored more was when he was a junior at Wisconsin. He had 43 one-night. It reminded you of Wisconsin. It did. It reminded you of how great he was in college to see him play like that. And you go look at that game, and there weren't a lot of Suns players that were playing great. He carried them. He he was unbelievable in the first half. He was really good in the third-quarter stretch, and he was really good in that fourth quarter. There were stretches where he carried that team. Now, Portland didn't do themselves any favor. They missed 13 straight three-point shots. Yeah. To oh, to start the game, they were zero for thirteen from three point range at halftime. But still, they were able to make a little bit of a run. They got down. They got to. They cut it to four. And, but then Frank Kaminsky t- kind of took over and had some big pl- baskets. And, and, and that's, that's as good as we've seen Frank play since he's been here. Yeah, he's, I mean, we, Chris Paul a couple days ago was said, man, he, he, he's a perfect partner to run the pick and roll with. I mean, he just he plays in the pocket so real well uh, with what we're trying to do. He's so smart, always makes the right decisions. Frank's getting a lot of love right now to the point where Monty, and, and this is a real thoughtful answer that he gave to the question, When DeAndre Ayton comes back, and by the way, DeAndre Ayton is listed as doubtful for tomorrow's game against Memphis. Just came down a few minutes ago. With DeAndre Ayton, when he comes back, Monty says, Frank has been so good, I'm going to have to find a role for him to take advantage of this.
3: Kevin and I sit down and we do the rotations. We don't always have to cookie cut it, but it does help us when we're trying to sub guys in and out so they have a rhythm. But I think we have to Um, I don't don't want to hold myself to it because you guys always remind me of what I said, like it's the Chronicles or something like that. But I think we, we have to try to find a way for him to be on the floor even when we get D.A. back. And the cool part is JaVale's playing well. And so you have, you know, three bigs that you can play. It may make us fresher to cut D.A.'s minutes some so he doesn't have to play 35 to 36. You know, maybe he plays 27, 28. And then we can try to split up the other minutes. So I have to look at that and see if it fits. But he has made it really hard on us. On me.
0: (laughs) On me. You know what I'm thinking of right now. Hmm. DeAndre Ayton not having a contract. You want to cut my minutes? From 35 to 28? Less rebounds. Less points. Less I mean, I'm trying. You know, I'm yeah. trying. I'm trying to get a max contract here, uh, uh. and you're talking about cutting my minutes now because Frank Kaminsky's playing well. I'm just just crossed my mind. Just one of the first things I thought about right there is a guy who he needs to prove himself to get a max deal. He wants to prove that he's worthy of a max deal. Can he do it? In, can can he do it with less minutes? It just means he'll have to do. It's funny that you say that because at some point during last night's game, I was thinking to myself. And I, I, I didn't see DeAndre Ayton during the game last night. I know he was there. I read an account that he was cheering on JaVale McGee. He was cheering on Frank Kaminsky, that he was all into it. But I, I do wonder if when he does come back, will, for a player that we've always had to talk about his motivation, you know, what motivates him, what gets him going, will Frank's success get him going? Will Frank's success motivate him to do more in less minutes? Right? To work even harder. You shouldn't be motivated, right? You didn't get a contract extension. You should be motivated by that. You should be. Like, you shouldn't need five different things to motivate you if you're DeAndre Ayton. I mean, you should be. There are players that are not self motivated and you need to kick them in the ass. There just are. There are players that are not self motivated. Most guys are, but some aren't. But, like, how many things do you need to, like, hey, you didn't get a max contract and Mikael Bridges has $90 million coming his way and, like, I mean, I think that that alone would motivate me you think, and then, yeah, you think you know, I mean if I, if I go out there and I see other guys playing well, the only you know I might think to myself, I, you know I need to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm consistently good because these guys that they bring they the' three and0 without the Andre They the three and0, they haven't lost a game. three and0. Javel McGee is a good player. He's a really good player. I can't wait to see how he helps them in the playoffs because I am a fa- and it was a play last night was one, one of my favorite plays. Well, he rebounded the basketball. I'm going to see if anybody remembers this. He rebounded the basketball, and then he ran the court, and I think it was Chris Paul who gave it back to him and gave it to him, and he put it in. It was like, man, he was running. man, He was running so – he grabbed the rebound. He gave it to Chris, and then he beat Chris down the, down the court. Yeah. And Chris was like, if I see you passing me, I'm giving you the ball. <laughs> and Chris was just like, all right, there you go. And he gave it to Javelin. He, he dunked it home, but like – You could just see, he was running as hard as he could to get down straight, just straight from under the rim to under the rim. And he got the ball back from Chris. It was my favorite play of the night. You can win tickets to see Everclear on November 19th at Celebrity Theater. Head to the contest page, ArizonaSports.com, for your chance to win. Now in year three of the Cliff Kingsbury-Vance Joseph tandem, has the duo finally accomplished what they set out to accomplish? That's coming up. Burns and Gambo. Thought Gambo would get a kick out of this, too. And you might as well if you're listening to the Burns and Gambo show. Kyle Odegaard used to work for azcardinals.com. Now he writes for a gambling site. Pointed out today that as of right now, today, and maybe this won't surprise anybody at all, Cliff Kingsbury is the betting favorite to be coach of the year in the National Football League. Give it to him. Give it to him. He Uh, got a lot of brownie points for what happened against San Francisco last weekend. A lot. When it came to... Not that it's the goal for Cliff Kingsbury to be coach of the year in the NFL, but if that is the goal, Sunday was a really good day to be Cliff Kingsbury. You got a list if you're Cliff. You got a list. Oh, you're going to give that middle finger to so many people if you win that award. My, you are. You are. I would just, I would just, I would, I would buy a, I would buy, I would buy like a, a, a ceramic middle finger and just mail it to those people. That's what I would do. Hey, Rex, Rex. Rex, Rex, you got a package delivered from Cliff Kingsbury. You pretty, open it up. It's just pretty, a big ceramic middle yeah. finger. <laughs> Let's see if they sell those things. <laughs> ceramic middle fingers. I just want to know if he's got a list. Who else is? So many people are on that list. I mean, I can't name them all, but. Keyshawn? Yeah, Keyshawn, of course. Keyshawn, here you go. I'm just looking for a ceramic middle oh, finger. Oh, absolutely. Go yeah. to Amazon.com. Oh, Easy. you can find me one. Eighteen ninety nine. Oh, there you get, go. It as, get it as soon as Sunday, November fourteenth. <laughs> just all I need is addresses. I am just sending that to you. Nothing in it, right? No card, no anything. I mean, you just got a package delivered by Cliff Kingsbury. You open it up, and it's a ceramic middle finger. That's it. I I think that I think he should have a list. You think I so? I think he should have a list, and I think that'd be great. Rex Ryan goes on TV. Hey, I just got a package from Cliff. You want to see what it is? uh, uh, That would be good. That would be good television, good radio. Everybody that doubted Cliff Kingsbury. If he could win that damn award. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, right now, I don't know who else he'd pick. I mean, the the best record in the NFL, they did it last week. They just flattened San Francisco without Kyler Murray. I'll tell you what. I'll I'll buy him and mail him out if Cliff gives me a list. You give me a list, Cliff. I'll buy the damn things and mail them out for you. You don't have to do a thing. Cliff, if you're listening. Give me a list. 10 you, all, people, Cliff. All you have to do is How give much out are the they? names. Uh, four, what did I say? 14 15 bucks. No problem. I already closed out the window. You know, I'm okay. sorry. Yeah, I, I I, I'll that. even spring for a better one. <laughs> Let's do it, Cliff. Uh, Vance Joseph today uh, was talking about his working relationship with Cliff. Of course, Vance, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a lot of talk about him the last couple of days and whether he's going to be a head coach or get opportunities, whether he – Wants to leave, and, and he, you heard him on the Dave Pash podcast a couple of days ago talking about how he wants to be very selective about the next head coaching job that he takes because he's got a good job here. He talked about why he and Cliff kind of joined up and what, uh, what attracted him to the job. After
3: leaving Denver, I was looking for a place where I can you know, just get back to coaching. You know, and and uh, Cliff obviously you know, was an offensive first guy, and he had a history of scoring points. You know, and as a, as a defensive coordinator, I mean, you want a guy who can score points for you, you know, and that was, for me, it was exciting, you know, and I have a chance to fix the defense around a guy who can score 30 points a game, you know, in, in, in year three, this was the vision, right, to play great, great defense if we could and to score 30 points a game. You know, if we can do that, that makes us hard to beat, you know, on you know every week in this league, and that's, that's hard to do in this league. Here's part two on that Just one. Just talking to Cliff about his vision for the team and, um you know his way of doing things it was it was refreshing to hear you know a guy you know just say you know it's going to take time you know i got your back you know you have mine let's make it work you know we knew it was going to be hard times and the first two years we had some hard times that first year was really hard you know but you know our our inside joke would always you know be between us it's like man once it's fixed it's going to be the greatest job they've ever seen you know that's our inside joke you know and when times got hard the first and second year that would be our you know, our little wink just just calm down, man. is going to be good. And right now it's getting better and better, and hopefully it stays that way. So many people
0: wanted him gone. AZ Central did a poll. if The majority of the people wanted Vance fired after the first year. yeah, It was after the 49ers game. About in, two-thirds in, of the way through his first year. November yeah. 19th, and I was trying to find it again. I, I had it up and I lost it. But on November 19th, two years ago, two years ago, November 19th, there was a poll in the Arizona Republic about should they fire Vance Joseph? And the majority of the people said yes. And what do we say? It was like 57%, yes. 58%, I think fire so. Fire Vance Joseph. Yeah. And he was getting caught, I mean, he blitzing too much. And, it, you know, it was, they got, what, the 49ers scored 30 something points in that game, 36, right? 36. And they, they hit over 400 yards offense. Yeah, yeah they wrecked they, him pretty good. And it was that game, and people were like, that's it. Move on. This guy Vance is no good. They stuck with him. Patience paid off, and look at Vance Joseph now. Yeah, look at Vance Joseph now. Uh, he also talked about the weekly routine that he and Cliff have. Basically, on you know, Cliff's an offensive guy. Vance is the defensive guy. Is, is there an overlap
3: at all? He is. He has spent his time with the offense. Obviously, he's he's the play caller. But outside of meetings, I mean, he's he's always with me watching tape and. And uh, showing me different concepts that I should get ready for from certain coordinators, and it's vice versa. You know, I find good plays for him and give him good plays. That's hard for me. You know, so we're constantly sharing, you know, sharing football knowledge about what's good and bad for the offense and defense. But it's it's constant communication about the roster, about uh, scheme, about our coaching staff. So it's been it's been it's been a good fit. It's easy. It's been fun, and, um, and our, our staff's amazing, you know, and that, that that also makes it easy, you know, for us to have success here. and and you know, it's it's been fun, man.
0: I thought that they'd be the odd couple. How you know? so? What do you mean? I mean, because you know, Vance is you know th- just the past. Felix and which one's Oscar? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's yeah, that's a good question. Da-da, 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 I would think that da-da, Clef da-da, definitely comes da-da. off as Felix. But you look at you look at Vance, right? Okay, coach, University of Colorado, Bowling Green. 49ers assistant defensive back coach Houston Texans defensive back coach Cincinnati Bengals defensive back coach Miami Dolphins defensive coordinator Denver Broncos head coach Cardinals defensive coordinator. you look at the path he took mm-hmm. you know it's just he that's why they're almost like odd couples what was Cliff's pass Cliff's path I got fired at Texas Tech and I got the head coaching job in the NFL because of it yeah just their paths were just very different they you know you Coming from different backgrounds and everything like that, you would just think, you would think that they would have been more of an odd couple, but they get along great and they work really well together. I, I got to think, too, part of the appeal, and I don't know if he'd ever admit this or not, but part of the appeal of the job for Vance was, okay, here comes this offensive coordinator from college. Okay, he's never been a head coach in the NFL a day in his life. You have. He's going to not only be getting his feet wet with how to coach offense in the NFL, but how to be a head coach in the NFL. You have been a head coach in the NFL. You're going to have a lot of autonomy, man. You're, you're going to have a lot of freedom to be able to do what you want defensively because you've got a head coach who not only has no experience whatsoever ever coaching a defense, but who has no experience coaching in the NFL. And I, I, I would think that autonomy would appeal to a lot of guys. Like, I can step in and and I, I have an I'm, impact right away. I'm running the show. I am running the show defensively. I, I mean, I... My head coach is a guy who's never been a coach in this league and is really hyper-focused on the offense. I've, I've got complete autonomy to do what I want to do. I would imagine that would appeal to some guys. I don't know if Vance is the kind of guy that would appeal to, but that situation was ripe for something like that when he got here. Absolutely. And then maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Yeah, the, the thing about it is like you're, you know, there's – if Cliff would have ever leave or Cliff got fired, you could look at Vance Joseph and say you're that you're the head but that's not happening. Like, if Vance wants to be a head coach, he's going to have to leave. He's going to have to go somewhere else. It's not going to happen here. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, Jared Dudley, P.J. Tucker, Alvin Gentry, many other former members of the Suns have chimed in on the Robert Server situation. The latest on that next on the Burns and Gambo show.